At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. I am super jazzed that you are back for another episode and geez, another interview. I just realized as I'm recording this intro, this whole month was interviews and I had such an amazing time recording each of these episodes. And today is no different. I'm very, very excited to introduce you to Alex Beaton on the podcast today. My hope is that you're familiar with her and her work, but if not, you will be very, very soon. So as many of you know, my family and I are in the middle of Peru right now. No, I did not record this intro in Peru. Um, this was recorded at the beginning of May. But if you are not following along with our journeys, be sure to head over to Instagram at Michelle Knight Co. and check out where we're at. Today, we should be in the jungle. So, hey, I'm super excited about that. Last week, I talked more about sustainable finances and how that mindset and running my business as a CEO has led me to creating the sustainable business that I have today. One that allows me to step away for two weeks to go on these trips with my family and live the life that I live. And this is all part of our sustainable business series, which is almost done. Ah, we have today's episode and one more. And we then we are taking a summer break for the podcast. But when I was planning out the sustainable business series, I started to think about a lot of the people who have impacted my life in the way that I run my business. And I instantly thought of our guest today, Alex Beaton. Now, story time in a brand Mary fashion. I stumbled across Alex's brand um, a couple of years ago, actually. I don't even know how it happened, but it happened. And I instantly was really, really drawn to how she showed up in a really authentic way online. At the time, she was really focused on Instagram, you know, helping uh, entrepreneurs show up on Instagram stories, something she still does today. And at the time, I didn't... I wasn't looking for that element of support, but I kept following her brand. I always knew that there was just something that pulled me toward her brand, which is, again, the importance of branding, something we talk about in today's episode quite a bit. So I continued to follow along, and I always just really loved and resonated with her content and the way that she chose to show up in the world and run her business and her life. Last year, and 2020 specifically, I watched as Alex really handled a lot of personal matters, many of which we are going to talk about in today's episode, and how she handled them as a prominent business owner and influencer. And it really connected deeply with me, and I knew that the next time that she had something that I could purchase, I was going to take action on it. The reason for this is because as I've grown my business, I have wanted less and less and less of this, you have to do this, you have to hustle mentality. And being in this industry and 
being on Zoom calls with other experts and being at events, I can tell you, because I've seen behind the scenes, that many people that we watch online are struggling in the background. And I'm not talking about the struggles that we all face, right? We all face them. I face them. I've got my really, really shitty days, my really, really shitty weeks. We have our things, right? We all have that. But I watch as those things continue to happen and they continue to plow through their business and continue to act like everything is fine. And that has never really sat well with me. I don't find that to be authentic, transparent, or sustainable, right? It's not sustainable. And that's when we often hear entrepreneurs go, I burnt out, right? I'm going to disappear for three months because I can't do it right now. And the beauty that I saw with Alex and how she was super transparent with her audience and made her family and what was happening a priority in the midst of launches and major things in her business really made me admire the way that she ran a sustainable business. So you bet your buns (laughs) when her program Together We Launch opened last year, Delane and I signed up. Together We Launch is a launch program to help entrepreneurs hit their six-figure launch. And one of the things that really resonated with me, with Alex specifically, because I obviously have launched before, I've had successful launches in the past, but we were looking for a rinse and repeat system. Can I get an amen for a good rinse and repeat system? If you're inside a Brand Mary Academy or you've heard any of my marketing, you know how I feel about this when it comes to content creation and marketing in general. And what Alex was ultimately delivering was a rinse and repeat launch method. In addition, Delena, our operations manager, as many of you know, was able to come on board with my, you know, subscription, my my purchase into this group program and be part of the program, which was amazing because then I didn't have to take the information and then relay it to her. She was able to go through it and we were able to work on things together. This experience with Alex and her team was absolutely amazing. I got to see behind the scenes of the business that I had seen on the front end and just got to see that it was exactly what I thought it was, right? It was run in this sustainable, authentic, and transparent way, just like I saw it happening on social media. And so when we were launching the Sustainable Business Series, I knew that I wanted to have a conversation with Alex on sustainable launching. And while that is the center of our conversation, we talk about a lot of things in this episode. We talk about the importance of a brand. We talk about the importance of showing up for your audience and being honest. We talk about how to launch sustainably and... Alex's launch mentality, as well as navigating running a business through a season of grief, something I'm very, very familiar with and something that I think is not talked about enough in this industry. If you've never met Alex before, you'll love her at the end of this. She's a launch strategist who helps online course creators and membership site owners have their first six-figure launch. If anything today resonates with you, be sure to check out Alex on Instagram, on YouTube, and check out her upcoming Together We Launch launch. If you're interested in learning more about Together We Launch, you can go to launchwithalex.com slash brandmary, and we will put that in the show notes.
All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Alex, I am so excited that you are on the Brandberry podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! <laughs> In the intro, I basically just shared my love story with you and your brand and kind Aww. of how I discovered you and, and my journey to ultimately working with you and together we launched. But can you share a little bit about your story and just how, you, how your business has developed over the past few years? Yes. So my story begins in university. I was about to graduate and I realized that I really did not want to go and get a corporate job. I did. I had no desire to work in an office and I had a really strong passion for photography. So my dream when I left university was I wanted to be a wedding photographer. And that, that was like my passion, my big dream. And once I started actually doing it, I was like, this is miserable. It's so much work. I'm exchanging my time for money. Um, I was losing my weekends. Like I was, it was just a very intense job for me, but I did it. And while I was doing it, the way that I was marketing my photography business at the time was through blogging. So from day one, I've always been online. I've always been using content marketing. I was blogging every single day. And very quickly, I grew an audience of photographers because I was blogging about my photography journey. So fast forward, maybe about a year or two into my wedding photography days, um, I decided, you know what, I have all of these photographers following me. Why don't I try to sell this, this thing that I have on my computer? It was called a Photoshop action, very similar to presets, like what people now know as Lightroom presets. They were presets that I would make for my own photos that I could just hand off to someone else. They could just edit their photo with a click of a button. So essentially it helped professional photographers speed up their workflow. So I put it online for sale and I will never forget Michelle, that first day of digital product sales. I was like, Oh my God, I think I made like $400 in my sleep and I woke up and that was it. The bug had bit me and I was like, wow, I didn't have to put in any extra work. There's money in my bank accounts. Like it was just mind blowing to me. So I quickly grew that online business in 12 months. We made 103. I say we, it was just me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I made $103,000 in that first year with zero spend on advertising, zero spend on team. And as like a young new, newly graduate who had been really trying to create my own business and, you know, get things off the ground with wedding photography, this was just like, wow, this is so quick, so easy. So I quickly stopped doing wedding photography and I thought I had figured it out. I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I love photography. I'm making these Photoshop actions for myself anyway. And then of course, about a year into that, I lost all interest. And if there's like one thread throughout my entire career, it's that I do what I'm passionate about. And if my business is no longer bringing me that like inner spark and joy, then I do not want to do it anymore. So very quickly, I realized my passion is dying. It took me about a year to have the courage to like move in a different direction. But I started to realize that what was lighting me up the most was having conversations with business owners about how they could go digital, how they could come into the online space. I think a lot of people were seeing what I was doing and they were like, whoa, you're making money online. You make your own hours. You have total flexibility. So I started going more into the marketing and sales coaching industry, which at the beginning was really rough for me. That transition for anyone who's gone through an industry change, it's huge. Like 
I really didn't know what to expect going from the photography industry and then moving into the marketing and sales business coaching industry. It was really, really difficult at first. I started off by focusing on content marketing and I was teaching blogging and things like that. Then I kind of moved more into just general online marketing sales. Then I moved into Instagram stories and teaching businesses about Instagram stories. And that's really the point in my career that I can look back on and be like, that was like, the thing that took my business to the next level was me teaching Instagram stories, which is not something that I ever really wanted to do to begin with, but it, it worked and I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. And now I've shifted again into focusing on teaching launching, which is where you come in and how we know each other. You were a member of together. We launch, which is now my 12 month program. And so, yeah, I've kind of been in lots of different spaces, teaching lots of different things, but mainly content marketing online marketing and sales. And yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. That's my story. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, in the intro, I talk a little bit more about how I found you via Instagram stories, which I think is such an important message in, in what you just said is like, that's how I came in, but I actually never bought anything Instagram story related with you. And it wasn't until together we launched that I was like, okay, now like this is the, this is the sweet spot. And I speak about that a lot when it comes to branding, that it's an evolution, you know, it's not just like, you're going to set it and that you're done. You know, can you talk a little bit more about what you said around, like, if it doesn't excite you, like you're not going to do it and maybe a specific transition and like how that felt, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. <laughs> yeah. It's really scary. I think it's scary firstly, because when you've put so much effort into one area and you've built your reputation in that area, people know you, you have assets, you have a course or you, your blogs are all about this one topic. It's terrifying to, to make any sort of change, but simultaneously, I think as entrepreneurs, you know, we have to stay true to ourselves and there are so many different kinds of entrepreneurs. So it's not to say that everyone is the same, but I know for me, it's just so important that I do what is true to me in my heart. And what that means to me now is, so when I look back at the whole Photoshop action business that I created, when I stopped working on that, Michelle, I was literally like, close the book. I no longer do this. I no longer want anything to do with photography. Like I never sold another Photoshop action. It was just done at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think what's different about me now is that I'm starting to see myself as more of an artist and less of like, I can only be this one thing. So the way that I see it now is like, you know how a musician comes out with multiple albums over the period of their life? Mm -hmm. That's how I see my products now. It's like, I'm going to come out with different products based on what I'm going through in my life at any given moment. And I want them to stand the test of time and be something that someone can purchase three years from now or 10 years from now or whatever. So I'm starting to see my different creations as more of, long-term things. I'm trying to make them more evergreen. Um, and I think that's really the difference for me has just been, yes, I've created, for example, project storyline, mm -hmm. which is where I deliver daily Instagram story prompts for small business owners. I'm moving away from that. And I am shifting into wanting to be known as a launch strategist more than the Instagram story queen, but that doesn't mean that I'm turning my back on that side of myself. Like, I think that's a really important part of my story, a really important part of my journey. It 
can bring a lot of value to anyone who decides to work with me, even as a launch strategist. I think a lot of people work with me because they know that I have a really deep understanding of content marketing, and that's something that they want to, to learn more about. I work with a lot of personal brands. So for me, I want to, I, I just want it to be more of like, all of my products kind of flow one into the other and there's more of like an overlap. So even when I was leaving teaching Instagram stories to teach launching, there was really a very large overlap period where you start speaking about launching just very, very slowly and quietly. And then it builds and builds and builds and gets louder and louder while my talking about Instagram stories get softer and softer. Yeah. I remember but, watching that. <laughs> but, but it's different for everyone. And I think, you know, uh, the transition is different for everyone. For me, I just have decided I'm now going to see myself as like a musician or an artist. And I want to constantly be able to be like, yeah, if you need help with Instagram stories, check out Project Storyline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that it's been an evolution for you. Like you didn't try to do all of those different things at the exact same time. But like you said, as you're moving and your energy and attention is shifting to something else, you're not closing that off completely. And I think that's such an important part of just branding in general and something we teach at Brand Mary is like, you need to brand the brand and message the brand, not just the individual products, because then that leaves room for growth and evolution. Yeah. And your brand. So I look at my brand as like, there's Alex Beaton, which is like the big umbrella. And then there's little umbrellas underneath. <laughs> I have a visual that looks just like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so it's like, you have all these different products but they're all a part of like the bigger brand and you can be multiple things. You can teach multiple things. It's all just about like how you choose to brand yourself. There's no right or wrong answer, but it is such an interesting, like almost spiritual process of like taking what's inside of you and taking your own vision of what you're trying to create and then putting it out into the world. And also just something I want every, all of your listeners to know is that it's not something you're ever going to feel a hundred percent confident about. Like, and I think that's, gets really sticky for people. They're like, oh, I'm not sure what my brand is. And I keep going back and forth. Should I do this? Should I do that? Just do lean in the right mm -hmm. direction. Take note of what's working, what feels good, lean in that direction. And the more that you keep creating content and keep like creating things that are representative of your brand, the more clear it will be what your brand is. Yeah. Long time like community members of Brand Mary are probably like, I see why Michelle invested in Alex. Like <laughs> there's so such a similarity there and just like our idea of running a business and taking action and things like that. And, you know, one of the things that really drew me to you specifically was what appeared on the outside. And now I know was true behind the scenes as well was the sustainable business that you have really been creating. And at Brand Mary, we believe that it's sustainable income, time management and alignment and joy. Mm -hmm. What do you kind of, you know, how do you define a sustainable business for your brand? I think what you just said is so beautiful. I think a lot of people focus just on the money side of things, which is super important. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely a massive part of the puzzle. However, I think a lot of entrepreneurs end up prioritizing the money over their well-being um, and over just their energy, their happiness, their everyday joy. Mm -hmm. They prioritize it over having a full life. 
when you really sit down and think about what do I want my life to look like? It's not just having a successful, highly profitable business. It's also having friendships and having hobbies and traveling and all of these other things, developing yourself as a person. Yes, it overlaps with having a business, but it should also be so much. It should be so many other things as well. You want to give yourself space for that too. So And that's a lesson that, to be honest with you, I learned the hard way in terms of like when I first got started and I think there's a season for everything. So I'm definitely not hard on myself about this. I think when you first get started in your business and you don't have that recurring revenue stream, it's very stressful. So of course your focus is going to be money, 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 money. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got very close to burnout many times, just prioritizing work and hustle. And it took a lot for me to stop and really sit back and get clear on my priorities and be like, no, like if my business is going to suck the life out of me, then I don't want to be in business. I'd rather go get a nine to five and clock in, clock out and just be able to like really relax in my time off. So yeah, to me, money, like you said, I think having the freedom to do what I want, when I want with who I want, that's key. Like, you know, right now I'm in Miami. Um, I'm getting married next month, which is very exciting. And I wanted to be able to come here and spend 10 days here and go wedding dress shopping, spend time with my sister. Like there are things in my life. I have a lot of luxuries in my life that I don't want to give up that are Mm -hmm. a direct result of my business. And I created my business to give me that freedom so that when there are moments of my life where, for example, I'm getting married or for example, my cousin's getting married next weekend. And I'm taking off from her wedding all the way till a month after my wedding. So I'm taking off a huge chunk of time. I love that. That to me is what it's about. Absolutely. You know, we always say at Brand Mary, it's like, you don't want a business that takes away from the reason that you started the business in the first place. Like you created, you're creating this business because you saw more possibilities for your life, whether that was directly related to income or travel or time or like whatever it was. So why would you build a business that is sucking that possibility like away from you? And Like you, I'm glad you touched on a bit of the hustle because we've all been in that first year of business or, you know, listeners are going through it now. And there is, there is that, like, I don't want to say hustle, but it's like, you've got to make some choices in your life to, to go in on the business and and lay that strong foundation. What were some of the changes that you made when you had that realization okay, I can't keep doing this hustle mentality and started shifting more to a sustainable business model. Number one, I lowered my expectations of myself and my workload. Oh, how, and how'd I, you do that? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I started to be just really picky about like my work hours, you know, and, and being clear with them and being like, these are my work hours. And actually for me, what tends to work better is setting like a number of work hours as opposed to a schedule for me, I just hate schedules. So it's like, I'd rather some days wake up early if that's what I feel like doing or some days sleep in late. So my, my actual work hours shift, but I normally aim for seven hours a day, four days a week and that's it. But there's different seasons. So like knowing that you're going through a slow season and that you need to spend more time taking care of yourself and pressing pause is a really hard thing to do when you're so used to go, 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 go. It's almost as though you have to give yourself permission to be like, okay, this is a season of my life where I need to slow down. I'm not going to be connecting with my audience as much as I'd like to. I'm not going to be out there as much as I'd like to be. We're not going to be moving full steam ahead. 
but I know that the things that I'm working on are helping me create a more sustainable business in the long term. So that was a big thing for me because I was just so focused on short-term gain, short-term gain. I really had to shift my mindset to be like, okay, let's focus on long-term gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the things that really drew me to you was your your systems and the emphasis that you put on the behind the scenes and the systems and the workflow in your business, which, you know, I spoke about this in my together, we launched testimonial. I was like, Holy moly, like what the foundation that we were given to have a rinse and repeat system for launching was just, I probably would have paid more, (laughs) you know, like it was phenomenal. Can you speak a little bit to some of those systems and maybe even specifically bringing on your bestie to kind of help manage the operation side of your business. Yeah. So I was, I would say I was in the growth phase of my business or like the child phase of my business for a really long time, probably from when I started, which was in 2009. And then all the way up until probably 2018 when I hired Laura. So that's almost 10 years of like, trying to figure things out and being in an early phase of of the business. By the time I hit 2018, I had a few hires and I started to get really clear on the kind of business that I wanted. I knew that I didn't want the business to rely on me, which it did before. I knew that I didn't want to be the bottleneck in my business. I knew that I wanted to start to grow a team. And so I decided to work with my best friend, Laura, which was a long-term dream for me to be able to hire her in 2018. I was finally like, okay, we can do it. And when she joined, you know, there was a a few years there, probably two years where working together, we were trying to figure out our own systems. And I think this is an important part for everyone to learn is like, it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. You will figure out as you go, what's working for you and what's not working for you. But by the time 2020 came around, we started to realize that like, if we wanted to expand and scale and have the sustainability that we crave, we need to start writing down our SOPs and making Mm -hmm. sure that we have actual systems in place. And that knowing that just because something exists in your brain does not really bring any value to anyone because they still have to come and ask you for it, right? So we just started to build a system and we started using Notion which to me is just the best place. If you're trying to have a knowledge hub, <laughs> we use it now too. <laughs> I love notion. I, I just think it's the absolute best place to have a knowledge hub somewhere that people can go as like the business Wikipedia. So that if anyone on the team is looking for something, they know to go and search and they know exactly where to search for it in notion. And it's just very clear where everything lives and how we do things is just all organized and laid out. I have to say a huge thank you to Adrian Dorison of Run Like Clockwork because her course is really what helped us start to see the bigger picture of like, okay, we need to write these things down. (laughs) We need to get organized. Her course was absolutely brilliant. And so, yeah, what was the second part? I feel like there were two parts of the question. I don't know if I answered both. (laughs) It's fine. I don't actually remember. It was just about kind of that transition, right? To like bring Laura on and, and you know, from the outside looking in, that was such a cool thing for me to watch. Like, I remember your Insta story. This is a lesson in branding, my friends. Like, this is a lesson in branding. I clearly am a brand, you know, a fan of Alex Beaton. You know, I remember when you brought your best friend on, Laura, and I was like, that is so cool. Like, to just have someone 
behind the scenes who really believes in the brand that is going to now support you and taking it to the next level. And I was actually reading Clockwork at the time. And that's when I started thinking about like, who in my life would maybe be a really great role for this? And I got to bring on as many brand Mary listeners know, Delena, who was a former client of mine. And uh, it's been so, it's just been so amazing to have that support and move into that season of sustainable business. You know, like there comes that time when you are hiring team, when it is absolutely required. Uh, and, and I loved watching that and inside of together, we launched specifically one of the things that I loved was that I could bring Delena with me. So you mentioned about getting things out of your head. That's the hardest part. I think about growing a team is sometimes it's like, well, now I have to write all this down. I might as well just do it myself, (laughs) you know? And so that was very cool to just say like, okay, you learn all this and then like, we'll navigate it together. For sure. And one other thing two things about that. Number one, the storytelling aspect for anyone listening, when it comes to like building your brand, Mm -hmm. it's so important that at every milestone of your business, you actually share with pride and excitement what's happening. And it's so often overlooked, even for myself, like I go through seasons of wanting to share and it's so easy for something big to happen and for you to be like, it doesn't really matter. You know, I don't need to share this with the world. Who cares? you never know who's watching. Like the fact that you watched that story back in 2018 of when I was like crying on my Instagram stories, like, Oh my God, I can finally hire my best friend. That adds to the story that one day helps you be like, you know what, this is the kind of person that I want to invest in. And I'm going to join together. We launch. So this is just like a reminder to everyone listening, even in the moments where you really don't feel like sharing. It's so important to share those things. And and to get into that habit of sharing things. Cause that's what it is. It's just like a muscle, you know, and the more that we do it, the easier it is. And I know it can be, it can be easy to get into your head about it, but it's just so valuable to building your brand. And then in terms of Laura, I think the key part of what makes Laura and I work so well together is like, I'm this visionary. I have all these ideas. I am just bouncing off the place in terms of creativity And Laura is like, okay, let's reel it in. Yeah. She's like, let's get organized. Let's make sure that this is realistic. She like really holds my feet to the ground because what was happening before is you have so many ideas and then like the execution is kind of missing and lacking in certain places. Whereas she like really helps me to follow through and make sure that I'm moving strategically in the, and Mm. and making sure that things can actually happen. So yeah, I love that, that. you know, finding the pieces to the bigger brand puzzle and kind of offsetting maybe your strengths or your weaknesses specifically with someone else's strengths, I think is, yeah, is, is so, so important. And I never wanted to have a team. Like when I first started, me neither. I was like, why would I want a team? Like, this is so cool to do on my own, but you get to a point where you're just like, I have the money to hire someone. It's going to make my life 10 times easier. And it's going to help me make more money. And actually, once you've been a solopreneur for so many years, it's fun to have a team. It's mm-hmm. fun to work together. It's, and it can be whatever you want it to be. So like, you know, I remember speaking to Adrian Dorson about it. And I, when I first had my team, I felt so much pressure that I had to like be working the hardest and just like grinding myself to the bone. And she was like, Alex, if you wanted to lay on your couch all day long, while you paid them to do something like you are the boss, like that's what you get to do. You're the business owner. 
So it doesn't have to be like this typical CEO role where you're like killing yourself with work. Like it can look however you want it to look. Yes, absolutely. I would love to circle back to what you mentioned about storytelling because brand storytelling is how my entire business launched, right? I fell in love with this idea of storytelling. I didn't have a lot of skill set in the beginning, but I had a story and I just started sharing that. And every client that I signed in that first year always said that they worked with me because of my story. And the reason I ended up working with you is because of a specific period of your season of your life when you were going through the grieving process. Um, and can you speak a little bit to, to that season and how you started showing up in the world or didn't show up? Because I specifically remember you being the Instagram story person and then not showing up on stories. It's so interesting. Like it's, I look back now and I'm like, it's so ironic that I branded myself as the queen of Instagram stories. And that was what my courses and my membership site, everything that I was selling was about showing up on Instagram stories mm-hmm. and how important it was to show up. And essentially COVID happened. I got locked out of my country for eight months And then when I finally got home, my grandmother was sick. She had cancer and I just kind of dropped everything in my business to focus on helping her because I was the only one in my family who was there at the time. So I was going to all of her doctor's appointments with her. I quickly realized that no offense to the medical system, but a lot of times if you're not the one actually make like connecting all the dots and, you know, making sure that everything makes sense, there's balls that are dropped. So Mm -hmm. I became so well-versed in all things medical and really just wanted to focus on making sure that I was lengthening her life as much as I could and making sure she was as comfortable as she could possibly be. And during that time, it was really difficult for me to back off and to not be present online. And I've spent years posting every day and I've spent years teaching people how to post every day. And it was such a big part of my brand to then realize that posting actually felt like it was killing me in a way. It was like, mm-hmm. I can't show up. Like I'm putting all of my energy into this situation with my grandmother. I have nothing to give right now. I don't want to sell right now. I don't need to sell it. Like luckily by that point, my business was in such a healthy financial position that I was able to really just say, you know what? I'm going to step back and only do the absolute bare minimum so that I can focus on my grandmother. We were still focusing on a few things behind the scenes of the business. I did not want to show up. Mm-hmm. And at first it was a struggle. Then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give myself permission to not show up. I did a lot of journaling around it. And I was like, clearly like when you're journaling, I hate Instagram. I hate logging into Instagram. I hate being on my phone. I hate showing my face. I hate uh-huh. using my voice. You need to listen to that. And so it's, Yes, it's important to put yourself out there. Yes, it's important to share your stories. But simultaneously, what the most important thing is, is that you feel in alignment with yourself. And if you've gotten to that stage where you're so depleted because you're putting everything into something else that's even more important to you than your business and your brand right now, then it's okay to press pause. And I think for me, my only kind of caveat was to show up sometimes when I felt like it. Mm-hmm. And that could, that was sometimes once a month. That was sometimes once a week. It varied, but I think it's just important for you to know, like, what is going to be 
the thing for you that makes most sense for you. And for me, that was it. And then luckily my grandmother, I was able to send her to England. My parents kind of took over more of the caregiving role. The reason why it took so long is because borders were closed. So she actually mm -hmm. couldn't leave the entire time. As soon as she could leave, we sent her away. And she lived her final months in England. She passed away, unfortunately. And, you know, there's times in your business when you have to press pause and it's better to like turn inwards and take care of yourself because if you are the business owner, especially in personal brand businesses like ours, you need to feed like the, the abundance comes from inside of you. Mm -hmm. And the, all of the money that you're making comes from the energy that you have within. So you need to hone that energy, nurture that energy, take care of it. And sometimes that means not showing up and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I've gone through, you know, my own, many people know my story. I, I lost my brother before my business, but then in 2019, we lost my husband's mother to cancer and my grandmother and I was in the baby stages. So I also, I didn't have a team, you know, I was still kind of just getting my footing and I also chose not to show up, which is one of the reasons that today I focus a lot of my energy and attention on blogging and Pinterest. And that's what we really focus yeah. on at Brand Mary because it was such a life lesson, but it's so interesting because I, again, I, I remember that moment where you came on and you're like, this is what's happening right? You were, you were very open to saying, this is what's happening and yeah. almost setting an expectation with your audience to say, I won't be here all the time. This is what's going on behind the scenes. And it was in that moment. I was like, okay, as soon as she has a product that I'm like, I, I will, I will purchase that product. And I love that you set that expectation because I think a lot of people think that they always have to be on and other audience is going to like, believe. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, we all have stuff that's going on in our own lives. Our audience has their own stuff going on, but you invited them into your world and just said like, I'm not going to be here all the time. And they were cool with it. So cool with it. And I think people respect you more when mm -hmm. you're honest and open and you, you just said it beautifully, just set the expectation with them. I think that was my big fear is like disappearing and people being like, where is she? You know, like mm -hmm. what has happened? As long, even if you disappear and then you come back a few weeks later and you're like, here's the update here, here's what's going on. I'm not going to be as present as I normally am. I think that's totally fine. And people respected it. Like you said, people res like you resonated with it enough to be like, okay, like mm -hmm. I really respect the way that she does business and I'd like to work with her in the future. And you don't need to be on 24 mm seven. -mm. You don't it's not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Even for me right now, I look at the way I think social media is changing a lot as well. Like I look at the way that I used to show up five years ago. So right now I'm 32. Mm -hmm. My energy levels as a 32 year old are completely different than they were five years ago as a 27 year old. And I look back at that time, which is probably around the time that you found me where I was like Instagram stories and full of energy. And then people were always like, how do you have so much energy? The truth is I was young and I had a lot of energy. And now like I will, I can't energetically show up the way that I used to show up and continue going the way that I'm going because I will burn out. Mm -hmm. And I look at her and I'm like, that was great for a season. And it worked for me at that time. And it felt authentic to me at that time. It doesn't feel authentic to me anymore. So now I show up when I want to show up. I try to, to be consistent. So like right now, my promise or like my uh, goal is to show up once a week on Instagram stories for work with me Wednesday. 
And I'm not even perfect at that. And it's cool. It's like, I think giving yourself permission to not be hundred percent perfect and just like kind of lean into sharing more is better than not sharing at all. Yeah. Coming from like a place of inspiration rather than like desperation, which I say a lot, like show up because you're feeling inspired, not because you're like desperate. Like I have to post today. I have to do this. Yes. Because people can smell that from a mile away. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's not attractive. (laughs) No, no one likes it. (laughs) Yeah. What did this season specifically kind of shift for you and your business when it came to launching? Because you, Mm. you, were launching together we launched or you did it shortly after your grandmother was diagnosed I believe yes so the question is what did can you ask a question yeah sorry (laughs) what you know shifted for you in terms of launching right um, right right. do you know do this I would say we've always taught the rinse and repeat method and our methodology has always been that you launch the first time and it will never be as hard again, as it was the first time around, it'll get easier and easier and more and more profitable. But having gone through what I've gone through, it's actually shown me in my real life, the value of that mm-hmm. and has made me want to create more of that in my business. You want to have a business where you feel good and you feel calm and you feel relaxed and you don't want to be stressed all the time. And you don't want to be creating something new every single time. The more you can rinse and repeat something, the better it is for me, the better it is for my clients, because every time I rinse and repeat, I'm tweaking it to give them better results, et cetera, et cetera. I think when I first started, I always used to think like, I have to create a new course with every launch. I have to, and if I, and then I started like relaunching the same course, then I was like, I have to create a different launch for every time of the same course. And now I'm just like, let's turn this into a machine as much as we can. (laughs) And what I've realized is that people love it. Like people love doing double down on your DMS, which was my Instagram stories challenge. They loved it every time it came around, even though it was the exact same thing. They love doing ultimate launch bootcamp. Now that that's what I'm doing every single year, they love doing it with us. So it's like, it doesn't matter that it's on repeat. And I, I really deeply appreciate that now. And I know that as I, you know, I'm getting married next month, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be settling down. My life is going to become more and more dynamic. I'm going to love relying on that more and more. Yes, absolutely. And I think too, it, I think it, allows you to deliver a better product when you're not constantly creating something new, because like you said, you're getting feedback and then you're making it better each time. And it goes back to those like data-driven decisions that I often say, like looking at the data and making it, you know, even better dialing it in than using all of your energy and all of your time to create something entirely new. Yeah. I think when I, when I think about my business now, really what I want to do is Number one, feel self-expressed because that's like a really big value for me, which I think is why I'm so creative. I love making content. But number two, I just want it to be as easy as possible to make as much money as possible and to make as much impact as possible. And so if I could have one core um, product and really dial it in and make it as perfect as possible and surf that wave until I have the inspiration to be like, you know what? This isn't me anymore. I'm going to switch and do whatever the next thing is. That would just, that would just make me the happiest yeah. person in the world. I just want it to be easy, fun, joyful. And yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it. 
you know, I want to be really respectful of your time as well as like listeners, but I want to kind of end on this launch note, um, this whole idea of sustainable launching, because like, I think sometimes we hear online that launching isn't sustainable. Like this is a whole message that's happening, right? Like if you're, if you're launching, there's no way you can build a sustainable business, but you've proven that that's, that's not true. Right. Especially if you have this rinse and repeat model. So for people listening who are gearing up for a launch or ready to do it again, what are some of the tips that you would have to prepare for that launch in a way that feels good and not draining? I would say if you can be as organized with your launch as possible and really start to systematize it, which is essentially what we teach in Together We Launch, but even if you're launching on your own, keeping track of all of your launch assets and being super clear on what are things that you can reuse without having to like edit a single thing. So for us, we try to make videos that don't include the dates or that don't have like an expired link, things like that. Mm -hmm. Or we try to make things where it might just be like the link pops up at the bottom. So it's easy for us to change that out. So I would say, try to always think about when you're creating in your launch, how do I make this as easy as possible for me to do redo the next time with as little effort as possible? So that would be probably my number one most important thing. Other than that, it's so much easier when you have help and when you can really start to build your team and feel confident in your team. And that comes with experience and time and rinsing and repeating. So if there's any solopreneurs listening, I would say, you know, start strengthening that muscle of hiring help, outsourcing, getting a virtual assistant. There are little things that you can do and affordable things that you can do to start building that muscle so that over the long term, you're preparing yourself for a more sustainable launching method. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, I love it. I feel like I could talk to you for a really long time <laughs> about all things business related. Um, obviously, you know, you are gearing up to launch together. We launch and I can't speak highly enough about the program and just what it's really done for us from a, again, sustainable business, you know, um, having Delena go in, having this like hub of information, like my, my audience knows I'm very like in information strategic. That's kind of my bread and butter. And that's what drew me to you. And so anyone listening who is at that point of gearing up for a launch, I highly recommend you check out together. We launch, and we have a link for you in the show notes. Um, it's launchwithalex.com slash brand Mary. But aside from that and your wedding, anything else coming up? <laughs> well, essentially I'm just spending the next year. I'm just honestly glad to be back at work. Um, it was a really long break there with everything with my granny and I just feel so revitalized to be back and I'm just having fun exploring like how do I create a work-life balance where I'm not overworking and I'm giving myself space you know we we're talking about like what does sustainability mean and to me like I know that I thrive with space so it's you know teaching my team that space really matters and them seeing giving me space as a benefit to the business and to the long-term health of the business um so we have the together we launch launch coming up right before that we have ultimate launch boot camp which for anyone who is looking for like a starter point that's going to be great for them so make sure to get on the wait list for that and then after together we launch is out there and we've actually started 
I think we're going to start looking back. You know how at the beginning I was telling you about seeing myself as an artist. I want to look back at all of our past products and really get them up and running on evergreen. Evergreen is not something I've ever really focused on. Mm -hmm. So we now have a sales and marketing manager, which is fantastic because that means I have help. So that's like the next thing after together we launch is to just get everything really working smoothly on evergreen to build a more and more sustainable business full of joy, profitability, and impact. <laughs> I love it. So good. Well, um, Alex, where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me at Alex Beaton. That's B-E-A-D-O-N. And don't forget to check out launchwithalex.com forward slash Brown Mary, because I believe we have a special little freebie there. I think it's a launch wellness checklist. So definitely check that out. And thank you so much for having me, Michelle. <laughs> thank you for coming on. I so appreciate it. Um, and just all your gold nuggets were fantastic. It's been so much fun to be with you. And I just want to say thank you to you because podcast hosts do not get enough credit. I used to have a podcast and I know how much work it is. So I just want to say thank you so, so, so much from me and from all of your audience. Like you're hundred percent making a difference in people's lives. So thank you. Thank you. I hope that you are loving this series all about creating a sustainable business. As a reminder, we will be back with another episode next week, but there are multiple episodes that you can listen to as part of this series. So if you haven't tuned into those, now is a great time to listen in. Another thing I wanted to remind you of before we close out this episode is that I have a class for you that is focused on building a sustainable business. In this class, I'm specifically sharing with you how to build a better brand that gets seen and paid consistently. As we've talked about, having sustainable revenue leads to a sustainable business. So if you haven't tuned into this new training, you can head to brandmary.com class. That's brandmary.com class to sign up and watch it instantly. I'll see you next week in another episode.